think because anxiety and fear is so uncomfortable, it's like the first thing you want to do is like, okay, how do I stop this? Like make it go away. What do I need to do? And I feel like I know for myself, the more that I do that, like the worse my anxiety gets. What's happening is, is that what people don't know, and this kind of goes back to, to when we're taught at a young age, like, um, I see people say this to my son sometimes, don't cry, don't cry. (laughs) No, 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 no. Let him cry. And then he'll be done crying. And then that'll be that, you know, (laughs) like it's right. Um, so so we're taught at a very young age to avoid the negative emotion, but the negative emotion, all of them are simply a sign that something gets to heal, shift, release, or resolve. It's a tool and it's actually a gift and it's trying to show us something. Hello. Um, welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Into It. Ooh, I'm a little rusty. I'm so used to recording intros like every week that I'm a little bit rusty with my intro this week. Um, it feels weird. I'm like, how do I start this? Introductions are always the hardest, I think. And I don't want to ever do one of those like pre-recorded intros. If you go back and listen to old episodes, I used to do like this pre-recorded intro I've done several and every time I'm like this is so good and then like two months later I'm like I hate this I don't want to do an introduction so we're not going to do intros on this podcast um but welcome back if you're new here my name is Brie and this is my podcast let's get into it so I'm so excited for today's guest I haven't had a guest on um well, I did the Tiger Tiger Queens episode with my good friend Riley. Um, and then I also have, obviously, today's guest, Erin. And she's actually been on the podcast before. She was on last year. I will link that episode below if you guys want to um, pop over and listen to that one. Because that one's really good as well. And I am so thankful that she agreed to come on the podcast again and just chat. And I think the nature of my content is kind of pivoting right now because I definitely feel like there needs to be, I don't like the word balance, but in this episode I use the word harmony, which I think is going to be the new, my new word for balance is harmony, um, between business and more of like the spiritual meditation, self-care, self-love, um, side to things and that's kind of, that's why I changed the name of the podcast last year because I wanted it to be a little bit more open and be a little bit more malleable um and in this episode my friend Erin um and I we talk a, a lot about anxiety and a lot about fear because that is what so many people are experiencing right now with this global pandemic. I did a poll on my Instagram stories and so many of you were dealing with anxiety, were dealing with the fear of the unknown. And I even asked like straight up, like, where do you guys need support in? Is it with business and finance stuff or is it with more spiritual meditation and handling emotions. And it was an overwhelming, I wish I like saved the percentage amount. I want to say it was like 89%. Um, 
voted for they needed more support around emotional anxiety, meditation, those types of things. So that's the type of content that I want to be creating. So that way you guys do feel supported during this time. And I'm actually doing this really cool thing with this episode and you guys have to let me know if you like it. So Aaron and I talked for over an hour and I was like, there are two really good topics, but they're two different topics. So I decided to split the episode. So you guys are going to hear 30 minutes today, and then I'm going to release the other 30 minutes next Wednesday. So you guys can hear um, the other part of the conversation. So I hope that you guys like this idea. I know for myself, sometimes like the longer one hour episodes are kind of hard to get through. So I feel like 30 minutes is perfect. Like if you're doing dishes, you're folding laundry, like you're just cleaning up around the house, like you can finish an episode in the time that it takes you to kind of do some chores or whatever it is that you're doing during quarantine, if you're on the treadmill or whatever. So part one of this episode, we're going to be talking about tools for anxiety and fear um, in this current moment. And Erin actually has an amazing meditation that she does. Um, I'm going to link it down below. It's completely free for you guys. You just have to drop your email and your name in there and then she'll send it to you. So it's called Releasing Anxiety and Connecting with Creativity. Um, I did this meditation actually right before we recorded and I feel like that is why this episode is so good was because I was so open and I had done that meditation. So um, definitely go and check that out. And then part two will be available next week and we talk about creating your new normal and what that's going to look like. And I think I'll include a little bit of a trailer for next week's episode um, at the end of this week's episode. (laughs) Um, Getting a little confusing. Hopefully this all makes sense and pans out well. Um, But creating your new normal, I think we're hearing that a lot. Like what is the new normal? What is like we can't go back to the new normal? What is that going to look like? And I feel like Erin and I have a really good um, kind of hypothesis, I guess you could call it, or just idea of what that might look like for each of us. So it's definitely a good, um, two really great episodes. Like I felt so great after our conversation. And I feel like that every time Aaron and I talk, even if we're not on a podcast, (laughs) like I just feel all of the healing energy and vibes of just really being able to connect with someone and just voice how you're feeling and them really understanding. So that's why I love having Erin on the podcast and I love having her as, as a as a friend and just a great resource in my life. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I'm going to stop talking. Make sure to go check out Erin's um, free meditation and then I'll also include her links to her Instagram and website so you guys can go and check her out and if you have any questions you can always DM me on Instagram at livingbreely or shoot me an email at livingbreely.info at livingbreely.com wow I can't talk today um and like I said I will include a little clip of next week's episode at the end of this week's episode And I will see you next week. All right. Be kind. Be well. Be grateful. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Hey, Erin. How are you? 
really well. How are you, Brie? Good. I feel like it's been a long time since you were on the podcast, but I was looking back and it was only in, I think it was November of 2019. Like it wasn't that long ago. But it feels like a completely different era. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, um, this is, we're in a new, it's a completely different decade. <laughs> truly, truly, it's a whole different moment in time for sure. So why don't you tell everyone what it is that you do? Because I feel like you will explain it better than I could. <laughs> I am a master certified neurolinguistic programming coach and also a master certified hypnotherapist and timeline therapy practitioner. And basically what that means is I help people overcome their own limitations and blocks by helping them reprogram neural pathways in their mind at an unconscious level so that they can consciously experience the life that they really are passionate about. I love that. And I, we are going to have like links to everything that we talk about and including Erin's Instagram and her website and some freebies that she has for you guys. So definitely make sure to swipe up or slide to the right, I think, on whatever platform you're listening on and you'll be able to see all of those. (laughs) So I'm just, I'm really excited because this is going to be a two-part interview. And I think just in light of everything going on with the quarantine and this virus, it's been a really tumultuous time for so many people. And I think especially those that do have, that, you know, have anxiety um, or manage anxiety. And I'm just really grateful that you're here to be able to talk about it um, and kind of give some pointers on things that people can do to help themselves during this time. Absolutely. There is obviously a lot of anxiety and fear in this current moment, and it's completely understandable. So when, if you're experiencing heightened anxiety or heightened fear in this moment, what I would encourage you to do, the first thing to do is actually give yourself permission to let it be weird. Give yourself permission for things to not be okay. Um, If you're one of those people who is, whose tendency is to like power through and always put on a happy face, this might be the time to, to, to maybe not. (laughs) Because in the middle of this, we are being asked to slow down and look at a lot of things. And I think a part of that is not powering through anything. We are slowing down and going inside both figuratively and literally. And, and that is a perfect place for, for reflecting and letting it not be okay, because what is happening is so unprecedented precedented for our lifetime and so bizarre. So just mm-hmm. give yourself that permission first and foremost. Why do you think people feel that it's necessary to like put on a happy face and power through? Like what is it about people that like make them think that that's what they need to be doing? So what's really interesting is that for a lot of us at a very young age, we were we were taught an interesting dynamic with our emotions. There's this thing in the self-help industry that I don't think is very healthy, like 
where happiness is the end goal, where peace and, and, um, and contentment are the end goal at all times. So if that's the end goal, if happiness is the product or the end state that people are selling, what that implies that anything other than happiness, so discomfort, fear, anxiety, anger, guilt, shame, um, being hurt, sad, any of that is wrong or bad. Like it shows that you're doing something wrong or bad. So if you're doing something wrong or bad, that puts you in a vulnerable position if that's the way that you feel about the emotion. And we are all heightened, like very vulnerable right now to, um, to the uncertainty of what's going on. And we're also in heightened vulnerability in a health situation in a very physical, real threat kind of way. And so powering through is a, a coping survival. mechanism. Yeah. Is survival because there's a program running saying that if I don't power through, if I don't put on a happy face, then I'm doing something wrong and I'm vulnerable and I'm at risk. And people don't even understand that they're doing it. And there, there is like, especially if you have children, maybe you don't want to be having a meltdown in front of them every day, right? Like it's, it's, yeah. it's okay to be strong for your children, but to give yourself that space to, to go have an authentic moment, right, um, with yourself, it's is okay. In fact, it's very, very healthy. Interesting. I think that's so true. And I, I, I think I said this on the last podcast episode that I recorded that went out on Wednesday was like how frustrated I was feeling with people. I mean, especially in our space with the influencers and the, you know, spiritual leaders that were just like so quick to jump in and like create offers or create courses on like how to handle this situation. I was like, in my head, my first thought was like, have they even processed what's going on? You know? And I think people who were trying to make their life seem normal, like that disconnect for me was so frustrating. And I kind of, I had to realize I was like, okay, whatever I'm like feeling angry about towards them is obviously something that I'm dealing with internally that I need to work through. And it was this like, well, I'm not very happy right now. Like I'm not like feeling that great. And I think the less that I started, like the less that I started to put the pressure what am I trying to say? The less pressure I put on myself to like feel happy and to feel good whenever, when it just felt like the whole world was on pause and thing, bad things were happening, like that actually the better that I felt. Does that make sense? It, it does because what you're doing is understanding your authenticity. You're being authentic as opposed to living your life by shoulds. And Mm -hmm. it's really great that you were able to recognize that your judgment of other people in the self-development space, whether it was right or wrong or um, good or bad, you know, that's obviously subjective. But the fact that you were able to see that your judgment was a reflection of something that wasn't right inside of you or that got to be improved um, or dealt with or reflected upon inside of you is a really, really great insight. Yeah. And I like the question about, you know, if anyone's out there looking for 
help or a program or something like that, I think you're right. You want to make sure that the people who are are um, offering the program are walking their talk. I know that mm-hmm. there's one woman that I follow named Regan Hillier, and she took a second. She took a second before she came out and said anything publicly about what was going on. And I was like, that's kind of a boss move. That's, that's- you doing the work before you're coming out with everything that's honestly how I felt and I think I was judging myself too I was like okay like all of these other people are just like not even skipping a beat and they're just rolling through this and again like powering through it and I was like and I'm really like struggling over here and I was like am I not fit for this am I not fit for service am I not like in the right industry am I not in the right space like I had those moments those thoughts of like this might not be for me because I seriously, I can't show up right now. But I, I think honestly giving myself the break and giving myself like the time to process everything actually made me able to show up even stronger then than if I would have just been like, you know, the whole world shuts down. And the next day I'm like, Hey guys, like if you guys need a coach, if you guys want to start a business, like I would be, it would be, it would be disastrous. Like, you know, so I completely agree with that. I, I'll have to look her up because yeah, I kind of was like poking fun at certain things, but at the same time I was like, I'm just like, I guess I just have to go through this. And the only way to get to the other side is to just kind of let things unfold naturally. Absolutely. For sure. And it's, I I feel like people in service, this is a good time to be offering services, but the intention has to be in service in Mm -hmm. order for it to be aligned and in integrity. So I, I also noticed what you were, what you were talking about. And it might like, people aren't coaches or therapists or in development because they're perfect or because we like reached some apex point where we get to like wipe our hands clean and be like, I'm done. Yeah. (laughs) I had a week where I could not stop looking at CNN and that was not a good week. And I kind of let myself have it and get sick and do all of those things and have the week. And then at the end, it was like, okay, like, let's use the tools. And I came out of it. And um, I personally, I've been sitting with something. I was developing a program before this virus hit. And I've, it's not on the shelf, but definitely um, offering it to everyone is on the shelf because I'm like, let's integrate this new reality. We have to, we have to acknowledge what's going on on individual levels, acknowledge what's going on. And, and because I had that week and then I kind of like, you know, move myself through it using my tools and everything. It doesn't mean that I don't still have days where where things are difficult and if there's anyone out there who's just like things are perfect all the time coronavirus or not it's like maybe maybe dig a little deeper (laughs) yeah like I feel like you're just not in touch with some part of yourself or just the world like and I think too the other thing that I really realized where I was you know I kind of was feeling guilty because I don't know anyone personally who has had the virus. I don't 
no one in my like immediate friends or family is like in the front lines. Like they're not doctors or nurses or working at grocery stores or, you know, interacting every single day and potentially putting themselves at risk. And I was like, but I'm feeling so sad and so unproductive and so anxious. And I was like, and I shouldn't, and I shouldn't, and I shouldn't feel this way. And then I realized I was like, Brie, you're just having empathy for the entire world right now. And for those people that are on the front lines, like that's what I was feeling was that was kind of, if I was in the situation where I was interacting with people every day, like I would be having anxiety. I would be feeling nervous and scared. And, and that to me, that was like, I was just having empathy. And empathy, absolutely. Empathy is a good thing. And also this is something really interesting that happens to people. They have an unpleasant situation and they immediately go into guilt and shame around feeling unpleasant in a situation, which by the way, even like kudos to all the frontline essential workers. Absolutely. And if anyone's feeling guilty about having in, in a difficult situation or um, a difficult time with the coronavirus, just know that it gets to be valid for you too. Not like you don't have to diminish it because you're not doing X, Y, or Z. This is a weird, weird, weird situation for sure. So it's really good to have empathy, definitely. And if anyone else out there is struggling with like guilt or shame for having a difficult time with everything, go ahead and put that on the shelf because that's just adding another layer onto a really, uh, you don't want to compound the situation, right? Like you want to strip it down to its barest essence in order to really look at what's going on and what this is reflecting back to you personally. I agree. I think that's a good explanation of just not really running from what you're experiencing. And I think because anxiety and fear is so uncomfortable, it's like the first thing you want to do is like, okay, how do I stop this? Like make it go away. What do I need to do? And I feel like I know for myself, the more that I do that, like the worse my anxiety gets. What's happening is, is that what people don't know, and this kind of goes back to to when we're taught at a young age, like, um, I see people say this to my son sometimes, don't cry, don't cry. (laughs) No, 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 no. Let him cry. And then he'll be done crying. And then that'll be that, you know, (laughs) like it's right. Um, so, so we're taught at a very young age to avoid the negative emotion, but the negative emotion all of them are simply a sign that something gets to heal, shift, release, or resolve. It's a tool and it's actually a gift and it's trying to show us something. So if we, if we do the power through, if we try to like, you know, meditate and love and light our way out of it all the dang time, we're actually missing an opportunity for a total gift. Now, like, 
meditation is a great tool. And if you have things that work for you in terms of soothing and self-care, you should definitely integrate them. But what's happening out there, and I think what you might have been sensing in the self-development community was a lot of emotional bypass. And basically what that means is that they are also avoiding the negative emotions and the uncertainty in going straight into powering through. Now, what happens when we do that is the negative emotion gets like refolded back into the unconscious mind. And our unconscious mind is actually what's like running the show. So right. unconsciously, like, like for instance, if you're programmed to just power through, it's because at an unconscious level, you, you have learned that powering through is the right thing to do even though it's not necessarily authentic or genuine to you and the way that that might manifest is overstressed, overworked, a martyr complex, all of, all of these different things that show up um, in droves for people. I mean, by the way, myself included. And, um, and, and what you want to do is just acknowledge, like if you give that negative emotion, in this case, the most prominent one, a voice, if you give it a platform to kind of like shine back to you, then there's knowledge and wisdom in that as opposed to telling it to go away and shaming it and just sending it to a dark corner. So it's just going to be sitting in a dark corner for you instead of being processed and actually honored for the tool that it is. I love that. I think you hit on so many really good points there. So I hope everyone, if you want to like rewind like another 15, 30 seconds and listen to that again, that will be really helpful because there's so much to unpack. And I think the other thing with the anxiety that people might be experiencing now versus the anxiety that people maybe were experiencing in the past, like for me, okay, like this anxiety that I'm experiencing now is like, I mean, all anxiety is pretty primal, but like, this is like some survival, like of the fittest Darwinism, do your thing. <laughs> like you're kind of, you're really freaking out because like, this is like a threat to like an actual real life threat to us. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that anxiety, it just was so amplified before I'd be like, I'd have anxiety because like I had too much caffeine and I'd be like, Oh my God, my like adrenals are like yeah. draining just from having like a diet. It's like the stupidest, it does not, not, I shouldn't say stupid, but like the, the different things that were causing me anxiety before this seems so trivial now to like the anxiety of like, there's actual real life threatening thing that could take you out, you know? Yeah. Um, so what are some ways that people can, I don't want to say heal their anxiety because I feel like that's, you know, uh, that can be a lifelong thing. Um, but like get through those moments of just extreme anxiety. One of the first things to do is notice. Notice the thoughts that come up right before the emotion because our emotions are attached to the thoughts. So this is one of the most simple but profound life-changing things that you can do in any instance. So if, if the emotion comes up around the thought of, um, say, uh, we don't have toilet paper, all right? 
and you're thinking about Darwin. Perfect example. I was watching those videos of people fist fighting over toilet paper and just thinking like, what, what, (laughs) you know, like what? I don't, I don't, anyway. So if it comes up around, like, we don't have enough toilet paper or say something even more profound. I was talking to a contractor and her daughter has a baby and all of a sudden um, the formula was gone. She wasn't oh breastfeeding. Yeah. So, so, so those situations that feel very real, like just notice the thoughts. And then what I would ask you to do or recommend you do is the, the meaning that you're attaching to the thought is also what's causing the emotion of fear or anxiety. So if it's around something like going with the example of, I don't have enough toilet paper, I don't have enough formula. See if you can start asking questions that start to open up possibilities of safety, of security and stability. So the need that is not being met on a primal human level right now is the need for certainty. We Mm -hmm. have so much uncertainty facing us right now. So you get to open up questions when you notice the thoughts that lead you to a space of certainty. And that means you have to be in a state of resourcefulness too. And that means taking a beat, you know, and, and letting yourself know that the thought is just a thought. It's not necessarily the truth. And so to be in a resourceful state means to be curious, means to be creative, means to look into the community and go maybe on um, Facebook markets instead of Amazon or whatever it is, you know, just start, start looking at those things. So first of all, the, yeah, the first thing I would say is start to notice the thoughts during those moments. Now, you might be at a stage where noticing is as far as you can go. I promise you, this is a profound activity that simply in noticing is gonna start to change things for you. Then the second thing is what I said, start asking questions that open up spaces of possibility for certainty for yourself. Um, um, Are you able to get a food delivery service? Are you able to order supplies online? Are you able to spend, send a spouse or someone in the community to go do something for say your neighbors? Or can you go be that person? What whatever it is. And then also, um, that will, that will open up certainty for you. Now with little things around your house in order to create certainty, so many of us have had routines that have been grossly interrupted. So you get to recreate or create a new routine around the home. So by re by creating a routine around the home that provides you a certainty as well. You know that when you wake up, you're going to go make your coffee. If you have kids, you're going to wake them up and make them breakfast and, and you have your process and you, you honor it and you stick with it. And maybe part of the process is scheduling in some time for fun and goofiness and play and everything. Maybe it's not all homeschooling. Maybe it's just, like running around and being goofy, silly people or letting your kids watch TV and just let this be a time where they remember um, kind of indulging and stuff like that. So, so those are, those are some of the tools 
uh, that I would say one of another one that is obvious and you know being offered by very generous people in droves right now meditation a spiritual practice whatever calls to your heart and your soul that's why spiritual practices have been developed by our kind to deal with existential threats such as this because it is it's a physical threat but this is also an existential threat too as we see systems and um structures kind of falling apart and it's it brings up again massive uncertainty uh it's pulling the veil off of things that, that we believed to be truth and took for granted as a constant and um so so turn to your spiritual practice whatever religion if it's you know if it's meditation if it's prayer my mom has been going to church on zoom <laughs> tap into these resources you know whatever can yeah whatever can help you there uh, I, I think like that's a, a real I mean everything you said is so spot on and I, I think the thing too for a lot of people like I know for myself like I know what tools work for me I know like what I need to do to get myself out of certain head spaces um or certain thoughts but for me, the hard thing was actually doing them. It was like I was having this block. I was like, I know meditation helps me. Like I know getting outside, taking a quick walk helps me. I know having my routine helps me. But it just like felt like pulling teeth to actually do those things. I think it goes back to giving yourself a moment for this to be weird. Yeah. And giving yourself permission for it to be weird. And also finding a balance of when is enough enough? Like when is that moment enough for you? And when are you going to, to say, what can I do to enhance and grow in this moment and every moment? Because truthfully, I know, this is another thing that is going on out there. Um, it seems almost like this binary thought, like either go learn five new languages, mm. become the CEO of two of your own businesses, build an empire. And if you're not doing that, that means you're just like a piece of crap doing nothing, getting right. fat watching Netflix. No, it's, there's a lot of stuff in between. And, and, and also remember, like we have to be able to, to live in the paradox. There's going to be the times that you don't want to do anything that it feels like pulling teeth. Let that be true and live in the paradox of knowing that that those thoughts, that belief of this is pulling teeth is not the truth. It's just a thought you've had over and over again. And what would be more beneficial to you, right? Like what, what, what would serve you best right now and maybe sometimes when we feel like it's pulling teeth maybe we've scrolled through instagram too much and we we're like okay so i've got to meditate for a half hour and then i have to do <laughs> this power yoga routine and then i 
have to like go make cookies and drop them off to like people stuck in their homes at the nursing homes and everything. If it feels too daunting, start with the next foreseeable step. Like start with, for me, the days that it doesn't feel possible, I will go to YouTube and look for a five minute meditation, just five minutes. I can do that or five minutes of, um, of yoga or 20 crunches, just one little set of something that opens up the possibilities for the next step to feel better. It just creates that momentum. Yes. I think you hit the nail on the head there with like, you get caught up in like scrolling through. I mean, I'm not really on Facebook much anymore, but like, I think, I mean, any social media platform I feel like is pretty synonymous at this point of like what you're seeing other people doing. And it's like, I could have lived a whole day in my head in like an hour where I'm like, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I should. And then I get caught in the shoulds, but like, I could be meditating. I could be, you know, like you were saying, oh, and then I have my avocado toast and then I do my like 20 minute workout or my hit workout or whatever. And I'm like, I could, I just, I, why am I not doing any of those things? And it's just like this weird thing, I think too, just being inside all the time, you kind of get stuck in your head. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's why I've kind of reluctant sometimes to share like things that I'm doing because I don't want other people to be like, oh my gosh, like she's doing all of these things. And like, I'm just, I can barely, you know, make it through the day or like, I'm stressed out about even putting food on the table or I can only, you know, sit here and watch my hundredth episode of the office And I think that's why also I was getting really frustrated. And again, part of that was the frustration with myself, but like Mm -hmm. the frustration of seeing other people saying like, oh, you should be meditating and you should be doing all of these things. It's like, no, like, again, you spot on with, it's this buy-in, it's not black and white. I think there's a gray area. And I think so many people are uncomfortable, myself included at times, of living in that gray area. It's just, it's, it can be uncomfortable if you're not used to it and if you're not aware of it. We have been programmed our entire lives to have the binary thought trap, meaning that we have been sold that there are limited options, usually two options, and there's actually infinite options. Mm -hmm. So it's actually the more mature we get and the more that we grow in any way, personally, business-wise, health-wise, the maturing actually means an ability to sit in the paradox and you have to consciously come back to the paradox because it's either right or wrong or black or white or left or right or up and down. And you see that in so many instances. And I, I, I definitely feel like the message has been like, get a six pack, learn five new skills and do the thing or you're a lazy POS. And it's, and it's like, no, no, actually, you know, for me, I feel really focused on my business right now. And I'm really grateful for it. 
And uh, just something clicked in me where I was able to be the most consistent that I've ever been. And I'm grateful for that. And at the same time, that doesn't mean I'm making power moves every single day. Yesterday, I was just sharing with you before we started recording, my husband gave me the gift of an afternoon to myself. I'm a high introvert with a two-year-old and, um, and just sitting on a beach for an hour <laughs> was the most, I've literally like saw the, the, um, the, the image of like a battery recharging. And I understand I'm really blessed for all of this and everything, but, um, but it was, it was one of those things where there was a part of me where I felt guilty, like I should be at home achieving, but sometimes just sitting and doing nothing is the work, right? Yeah, With that's the, the achievement. <laughs> that is the achievement within reason, within reason, right? So, so this morning I was like, oh my God, did I remember to do blah, 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 blah yesterday? And I was like, well, I actually like filled my, my soul cup. So I think that's, pretty good. <laughs> well, and I think that that's going to be, and I hope that people are becoming a little more conscious of like, I think, especially in America, we're like very, uh, productivity is the achievement. And it's yeah. like, oh, I have to pick up the dry cleaning. I have to do this and I have to drop off this and stop by here. And if I don't get those done, then like my day is ruined. And now we're at a point where like, you're not picking up the dry cleaning. You're not dropping things off mm-hmm. and you're okay. Like the world hasn't fallen apart yet because you didn't pick up the dry cleaning. You forgot milk or you didn't drop off something. And I hope that people recognize that. And I think, I mean, obviously the big message now is like that this, this isolate, I don't even know what to call it. Shelter in place, quarantine, Mm -hmm. isolation has hopefully taught people to just slow it down. Like I was thinking this morning, like, you know, cause we still don't really know when they're going to lift this quarantine. I was like, am I ready for it to be over? Like I had that thought. I'm like, am, or do I kind of want to stay in this space just for a little bit longer? Because I do feel like certain parts of myself are healing because of this time off, you know? Beautiful. And what do you think, what do you think it is about this time? Is it just being allowed to like slow down? and look at it and just be with it or what do you think it is you know it's really funny when I was like first starting to have like horrible anxiety I kept saying like into myself this is like so many years ago like now it's kind of creepy I was like I wish the world would just stop like if the world could just stop for like two days so I could catch up on rest so I could like finish my laundry so I can just feel like rested like that was all that I wanted and now that's like pretty much what I've got it what I've got even though I asked for this like many many years ago so yeah it's really weird and I haven't had that thought in like a long time like I haven't asked for I haven't been like oh I just need like the world to stop but it kind of for me I just think that it's like brought back like not brought back but brought forward more um 
like what I enjoy to do. Like, how am I filling my days? Like, am I actually like, do I just enjoy, I personally love cooking and love baking. Like it to me is a huge stress reliever. I know for some people it's not, I mean, I could say the same about underwater basket weaving or like crochet. Like for me, like I love cooking and I love baking and I'm like, I could be so happy if this was just how my days were filled of just cooking and baking. And it's like, I'm kind of feeling like, oh, like I'm finding all of these things that I really truly enjoy to do that don't involve like everyone else. Am I making any sense? (laughs) It does make a lot of sense because you're coming back to your own core values independent of what you've, of what we've all been taught is important. So, so of course that makes sense. And it, when everything else, when all the shoulds are stripped away, when all of the distractions are sh- stripped away at the end of the day, your bliss is cooking and baking. Yeah. And I, and I mean, that's just one example. Like, obviously there's like other things, but I think like even, and I'm sure you've like seen this, like even the stuff that I'm posting on my Instagram stories, I know this sounds maybe a little vapid, but like to me, like I haven't shared that side of my personality before. And I was like, why have I not ever expressed myself in this way? And I think maybe it was like a little bit of fear of like, okay, I have to be, you know, oh, I'm, I've helped people build businesses. So I need to like project myself as as a certain way. And I'm like, now that I was like, okay, well, the world might be ending, like all bets are off. Like I just have to be, I'm like forced to just be myself and express myself in a way that I haven't before. Yeah, I wonder if it was the pressure to be on brand, on brand, always about the business. And it's like, now it's like, you're being a human being. And yeah, that's like (laughs) a integrated version of yourself. Yeah. And I just like, I haven't garnished ever like the, and I'm not trying to use this as like validation, but like, I think there is something to say about it of like, my DMs are flooded of like people are responding to my stories of like, oh my gosh, I feel the same way or like, that's so funny or like whatever. And again, it's not, I don't think it's like this sense of like, I need it to feel validated and like for like confidence reasons, but just like, I feel like, okay, this turn of content that I'm putting out is connect is more, is connecting more with people than what I was again, that like being, trying to be on brand. Absolutely. And I mean, that's the beauty part of like finding yourself authenticity, I feel like is a byproduct of doing the healing work. So you're seeing this virtual cycle or this virtuous cycle or a series of events happening and all of these good things beget other good things. And we get to wake up to something different about ourselves. It's Mm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Hey guys. So just a quick reminder, we're going to have part two to this episode that will be available next Wednesday. And we'll be talking all about creating your new normal and what that might look like after this quarantine, isolation, social distancing, virus, whatever, however you want to phrase it, um, situation is over. Um, I'm going to include a little clip right after this. So please check back in next week to get part two. All right. Be kind, be well, be grateful. Love you. Mean it. Bye.
after one thing in these two parts and really, really let this be with you. You are so much more powerful than you know. You are so much more powerful than you know. And it's a matter of removing the distractions and the limitations that other people have put on you and coming back to who you really are. And that's the gift of this whole thing. Like you were saying, coming back to the gift of who you are, like 